Hello, this is Donna with Vote Voice Podcast, and this is part three of President Biden's American Rescue Plan. Okay, this this should be the last one. I should have everything I need to get this done. So we're going to get ready to get started here. This is Donna Miller with Vote Voice Podcast. I thank you. It's a really informal podcast. Um, I've never done um, three pop. Uh, I'm sorry, three podcasts in one sitting. So uh, I'm getting ready to finish up the last of uh, President Biden's um, American Rescue Plan because I believe in it because I think it's important that Americans know what's in the plan. It's voiced. You can follow us on Twitter. We're on Instagram, Facebook. The website is www.votevoice.com. You know, it's www.votevoice.com. You can find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on several platforms. I thank Anchor. So wonderful. Um, I have a little... um, uh, a little ad about Anchor, and I'm telling you, it's everything that they say it is. And you will, if you're looking to start a, po- a podcast, do it on Anchor. You can, start, you can start other places, but I love Anchor, and it's really working out for me. And I wouldn't even have a podcast if I hadn't found Anchor. And like I said in my little ad, I did spend a while looking, and Anchor works for me. Let's go ahead and get started. Where I left off in uh, President Biden's American Rescue Plan was at the place where he says he's going to ensure adequate... I'm sorry. Forgive me. Let me say again. This has been three hours for me. I am getting a little tongue-tied and I'm trying to be as accurate as possible. It is very informal. I've had to let the cat out (laughs) a couple of times. So uh, here we go, people. And I thank you so much for your grace. Okay, he's going to ensure adequate funding for veterans' health. COVID-19 has put enormous pressure on Americans' veterans and on the Veterans Health Administration that is charged with providing and uh, facilitating top-notch care for them. The president is committed to ensuring America delivers on its promise to the people who have served our country to account for increased usage as many veterans have lost access to private health insurance. Higher overall costs and other pandemic-related impacts, the president is immediately requesting an additional $20 billion to make sure that veterans' health care needs may be met through crisis. He's going to, uh, the president's going to combat increased risk of gender-based violence. The COVID-19 pandemic has exasperated domestic violence and sexual assault, creating a shadow pandemic. For many women and girls who are largely confined to their home with their abuser and facing economic insecurity, that makes escape more difficult. President Biden is calling for at least $800 million in supplemental funding 
for key federal programs that protect survivors. He's going to provide, I'm sorry, provide critical support to struggling communities. COVID-19 and the resulting economic crisis has devastated communities across the country. Schools remain closed with students struggling with remote learning and parents, 1.6 million mothers this fall, leaving the workforce, small businesses, the backbones of their communities that employ nearly half of American workers are unable to keep their doors open and some state and local essential workers are seeing their wages reduced or their jobs disappear. President Biden is calling on Congress to send a lifeline to small businesses, protect educators, public transit workers, and first responders from layoffs, and keep critical services running at full strength. Although his plan would provide approximately $440 billion and critical support to struggling communities. This is an addition to funds that President Biden is requesting for safely reopening schools throughout the country. President Biden's plan will provide small businesses with the funding they need to reopen and rebound. Small businesses sustain half of the private sector jobs in America and they have struggled in the wake of COVID-19. Black and brown owned small businesses and those in hard hit industries like restaurants, hotels, and the arts have suffered disproportionately. Nationally, small business revenue is down 32%. Let me say that again. Nationally, small business revenue revenue is down 32%, and at least 400,000 firms have permanently closed. To help hard-hit firms survive the pandemic and fully recover, President Biden is calling on Congress to provide grants to more than 1 million of the hardest-hit small businesses. This $15 billion in flexible, equitable, distributed grants will help small businesses get back on their feet, put the current disaster behind them, and build back better. Leverage $35 billion in government funds into $175 billion in additional small businesses leading I'm sorry, let me say that again. Leverage $35 billion in government funds into $175 billion in additional small businesses, lending, and investment. With a $35 billion investment in successful state, local, tribal, and nonprofit small business financing programs, Congress can generate as much as $175 billion in low-interest loans and venture capital to help entrepreneurs, including those in the clean energy sector, innovate, create, and maintain jobs, build wealth, 
and provide the essential goods and services that communities depend on. In addition, the president wants to work with Congress to make sure that restaurants, bars, and other businesses that have suffered disproportionately have significant support to bridge to to the recovery, including the Community Credit Cooperation of the United States Department of Agriculture, USDA. Provide support for first responders and other essential workers. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, first responders, frontline health workers, and countless other essential workers have risked their lives to keep our community safe and functioning. Educators have worked tirelessly to help our children learning and growing, coming up with new ways to reach and engage their students, often while balancing caring for their own children. Without these frontline workers, we will not be able to efficiently respond to the pandemic, administer the vaccine, or safely reopen our schools. President Biden is calling on Congress to provide $350 billion in emergency funding for state, local, and territorial governments to ensure that they are in a position to keep frontline public workers on the job and paid, while also effectively distributing the vaccine, scaling testing, reopening schools, and maintaining other vital services. The President is also calling on Congress to allocate $3 billion of this funding to the Economic Development Administration, the EDA, Grants from EDA provide resources directly to state and local governments. I'm sorry, provide, okay, grants from EDA provide resources directly to state and local government entities, tribal institutions, institutions of higher education, and nonprofits to fund initiatives that support bottoms up economic development and enable good paying jobs. This funding, double the amount provided by the CARES Act, will support communities nationwide with a broad range of financial needs as they respond to and recover from COVID-19. Okay. Protect the future of public transit. Safe and dependable public transit systems are critical for a robust and equitable economy recovery. The president is calling for $20 billion in relief for the hardest hit public transit agencies. This relief will help agents, will, I'm sorry, this relief will keep agencies from laying off transit workers and cutting the routes that essential workers rely on every day while making these transit systems 
more resilient and ensuring that communities of color maintain the access to opportunity that public transportation provides. I am, this is a, a personal comment. I am really in a supporter of public transit. I mean, it's just something that gives people such freedom and we, we really do need to take care of our public transit system. Okay, I'm going to continue on. This is from the American Biden's, uh, President Biden's American um, Rescue Plan. Support tribal governments respond to COVID-19. COVID-19 has exacted an especially high toll in Indian country. People living on reservations are four times more likely to have COVID-19 and American Indian and Alaska Natives are nearly twice as likely to die from COVID-19 than white Americans. While the December down payment had many beneficial provisions, it included little direct funding to help tribal governments respond to COVID-19. President Biden is calling on Congress to give tribes the resources they need to obtain sufficient personal protective equipment, increase access to clean water and electricity, and expand internet access so that children can learn remotely and more families can obtain basic health care through, through telemedicine. President Biden's plan would invest $20 billion in Indian country to support tribal governments' response to, to response to the pandemic. These resources will help to reduce stark and persistent inequalities. Oh, I'm sorry, stark and persistent inequities in COVID transmission, hospitalization, and death while providing economic conditions. I'm sorry, while improving economic conditions and opportunity. Forgive me. Forgive me, people. Okay, let's let's move on. President Biden's rescue American rescue plan will modernize federal information technology to protect against future cyber attacks. In addition to the COVID-19 crisis, we also face a crisis when it comes to the nation's cybersecurity. The recent cybersecurity breaches of federal government data systems underscore the importance and urgency of strengthening U.S. cybersecurity capabilities. President Biden is calling on Congress to launch the most ambitious effort ever to modernize and rescue federal IT and networks. To remediate the solar winds breach and boost U.S. defenses, including the COVID-19 vaccine process, President Biden is calling on Congress to expand and improve the Technology Modernization Fund, a $9 billion investment will help the U.S. launch major new IT 
and Cybersecurity Shared Services at the Cybersecurity and Information Security Agency, CISA, and the General Service Administration and Complete Modernization Projects at federal agencies. In addition, the President is calling on Congress to change the funds reimbursement structure in order to fund more innovative and impactful projects. Surge Cybersecurity Technology and Engineering Expert Hiring, providing the information, technology oversight, and reform fund with $200 million will allow for the rapid hiring of hundreds of experts to support the Federal Chief Information Security Officer and U.S. Digital Service. Build shared secure services to drive transformational projects. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me do that again. Build shared secure services to drive transformational projects investing 300 million in no year funding for technology transformation services in the general services services administration will drive secure IT projects forward without the need of reimbursement from agencies improve security monitoring and incident response activities. An additional $690 million for CISA will bolster cybersecurity across federal civilian networks and support the plotting of new shared security and cloud computing services. That is the end of President Biden's American Rescue Plan. People, people, people. This is a good plan. There's nothing wrong with this plan. This is a really good plan. He really, really gave thought to this plan. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. And we are so lucky to have someone who has given such thought to his job as president of the United States of America. Elections do have consequences. And we know that President Biden has had some um, some things he's done uh, with executive action. So... Let's do one thing. Executive order contain uh, coordinating a government-wide COVID-19 response. Uh, he, he signed an executive order for that. He signed an executive order requiring mask wearing on federal property. Um, he signed uh, ex- an executive order um Rejoining the Paris, the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. President Biden signed an executive order to promote racial uh, equity. Okay. 
he signed an executive order undoing regulatory restrictions on federal agencies. Uh, he signed an executive order refocusing on climate on the climate crisis and canceling the Keystone XL permit. Uh, he signed an executive order incorporating undocumented immigrants into the census, which I thought was very important. You know, all of this is important, but we need to make sure everyone is counted in the uh, executive, I mean, counted in the census. Uh, He signed an executive order banning discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation. He signed an executive order mandating ethics pledge for government appointees. He he had signed a proclamation. No, no. Let's see. Okay, he had a proclamation pulling funds from from the voter wall. He signed a a moratorium strengthening deferred action for childhood arrivals. That's the DACA. He signed an executive, I'm sorry, an executive order pushing federal student, I'm sorry, pausing federal student loan payments. He signed an executive order establishing the COVID-19 Health uh, Equity Task Force. He signed an executive order ordering expanding access to COVID-19 treatments. And he signed an executive order uh, promoting COVID-19 safety in domestic and international travel. He signed an executive order expanding food assistance programs. And an executive order assisting veterans with debt. This is just a few things. He signed an executive order to address the COVID-19 economic relief Oh, he signed an executive order guaranteeing unemployment insurance for workers who refuse work due to COVID-19. He signed an executive order facilitating delivery of stimulus payments. And that's just some of the things. He signed an executive order promoting Buy America Agenda. And let's see. He signed an executive order reaffirming commitment to tribal sovereignty. And he signed an executive order to end reliance on private on private prisons. So President Biden has been has been doing as much as he can. Uh Elections do have consequences, people. It's very important that we vote in every election. It's very important that you vote and make voting your lifestyle. I want to remind everyone that if you move, make sure that you inform your your secretary of state or your city clerk that you've changed your address. Make sure that you keep your voter registration information up to date. If you can keep your voter 
registration information up to date. I know a lot of people complain about all the phone calls and information that they receive for people who are no longer living at their address. You need to make sure that your registration is up to date so that your telephone number addresses you. Your address is addresses you. It is for you. It is not for anyone else. And so we need to keep that up. Also, check with your city clerk's office. Go to their website. See what elections are coming up. Go to the Secretary of State's website. See what elections are coming up. Make sure that you vote in every election. Every election matters. It doesn't matter if it's for the dog catcher, for the city clerk, for the city council, for the school board. If we've learned anything during this pandemic is that elections do matter. Who is running your energy system in your state? Do you understand how your energy system works? Google it. Research it. Find out. Make sure you attend town halls. Most town halls are being done by Zoom. If you get a chance, attend your city clerk's a meeting, I'm sorry, not the city clerks, the city council meetings. They're uh, a lot. They're on Zoom, and they most city council um, have might have something on YouTube. Understand what's going on in your courts. We need to be informed, people. Okay, our democracy is important. Let us stay informed and make sure that you have the facts, that you are not ingesting conspiracy theories, okay? It's important you know who your city clerk is. If you know who your city clerk is, who your secretary of state is, if you're involved in knowing what the governor is doing, what the attorney general is doing, you know, watching local news, being informed about what's going on in your local area will help you to combat false information, misleading information. You need to know the facts. And if you attend your town hall meetings, and like I said, you know what, even if you can't get to one, most town hall uh, meetings, they, they, they have something you can print out or you can attend on Zoom to attend as much as you can. You know, before COVID, you can get out and go to, you know, legal women voters might have something. NAACP might have something. A town hall, you know, go and meet and greet. Meet and greet your um, your representatives. Now they should have Zoom and town halls and your the people you vote for. Hey, if you have no access to the person you vote, the person that you voted for. Yep, maybe you need to think about, you know, who you're voting for in the next election. Because we need to be able to speak to our elected officials. Listen, I want to thank you so much. This is part three of President Biden's American Rescue Plan. We talked a little bit in part three about uh, uh, President Biden's executive actions so far. So... You know, we touched on a few. And uh, I want to thank everyone 
for listening to the Vote Voice podcast. This is Donna Miller. Follow Vote Voice on Facebook, Instagram. We are on Twitter. Go to www.votevoice.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Donna Miller. This is Vote Voice. And you guys have a wonderful rest of your day.